And hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Be Real, Get Real with Women's Prosperity Network. I am Trish Carr, and it is my pleasure to be with you and to bring you my amazing guest. You can see is Dr. Heather Tucker, who is, uh, we've known each other for a while now, I'd say like six years, at least maybe seven now, if you think about it. Time, time. I think the last couple of years, I don't even count. So, but yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. And let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Heather, and then we're going to get right into it. Her mission, and she's got a great mission. Her mission is to guide entrepreneurs and small business owners like you in achieving business life harmony. You know, we hear about it all the time, but Dr. Heather actually shows you how it is possible. You can have it all, you can balance it, and everything can be working in harmony. And really what that does is it creates optimal prosperity and abundance. When you can balance everything and all of your wheels are turning in motion together, wonderful things can happen for your life. So she's the founder and CEO of Another Level Living, a faith-based professional training and coaching company. And like I said, she guides entrepreneurs in achieving success in the area of business life harmony. The other thing she does is she has easy strategies to support her clients in stressing less. Who doesn't want that? I want that. Stressing less, increasing energy, I'll take some of that, and strengthening relationships. And Dr. Heather is all about relationships. And if you think about it, that's the right place to be because isn't everything in life based on our relationships? So much comes from our relationships. So uh, she also certifies life coaches and communication and thought leaders and she's certified over 400 life coaches to date. Thank you so much. Whenever somebody's asking about that, I always send them to Dr. Heather because her methodology is amazing. So welcome, Dr. Heather. I'm so glad that you could be here today. Oh, thank you, Trish. Thank you so much for having me. I just love this time and I really appreciate you and I'm happy to be here today. Yeah. Tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Virginia, born and raised, and then I left here. Is country? I'm a country girl. <laughs> so you lived in the country in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep, on the eastern shore, the farthest mm -hmm. east that you can go. And then and you left like here, and, you, and I interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, great. So are you near the beach? I am. I'm surrounded by the beach. I'm actually are surrounded by water. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the peninsula. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you have uh, and you have two kids. Two kids, an eight-year-old boy and a two and a half, well, almost three-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, she's getting so big so fast. And your son is eight. Yes, it's eight amazing. going on thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're married. You have a husband in that mix as well. Yes, I'm married. And he is he is um, the greatest man next to my daddy that I've ever met. And um, he was the really the one that showed me how to create business and life harmony. Um, well, you yeah. know, usually you hear women are the ones who are pushing for that and working through that. It's nice to hear your husband was the one who brought that into the relationship. And you know what's funny is really by no fault of his own. <laughs> 
just really about who he uh, is. I'll, um, I wanted to definitely share that with you because he's a Purple Heart Marine Corps veteran. He did two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and came back with post-traumatic stress. He was blown up like 11 times, traumatic brain injury. Um, I was I'm like a spouse and a caregiver. So there's a harmony in that role. Um, but I had no idea what PTSD was. I was just like, you know, he told me when we first got together and I remember when we got married and it was like, when we got married, it was like heaven was rejoicing. And I felt like the angels were singing and it was just so beautiful. And little did I know, like two or three years into my marriage is like where I really got that clarity of what PTSD is, what the struggle and the difficulty that he was um, dealing with and how his energy and his emotions and his uncertainty, how it can sometimes trickle into, you know, um, the relationship and what's going on, the difficulties in communicating. Um, So, yeah, it was really, really interesting. He also almost passed away several times from Widowmaker heart attacks. And it was at that time that I really took on this caregiver role. And I felt I started to become depleted, overwhelmed, like basically when there could be a trigger, it could be just simply a sound or being around a whole bunch of people or um, even like the babies crying, like could be able to be a trigger. And it was like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, I felt, how can I be able to reclaim my own energy? Like, I can't, and that's when I really learned. I'm like, you know, I can practice what I've learned and practice what I teach. And I recognize that, you know, I can't control the things that are happening, but I can control how I respond to it. And I can also be able to lean into seeing and communicating at a deeper level. So therefore, we can start peeling back those layers on both sides. Um, and it's so interesting because by being the calm in the middle of all that, now my whole household is calm. Now we're at the, I mean, like a lot of times with flight or flight, because I have my own trauma and my own post-traumatic stress that I've overcome. And it's interesting because it's so, sometimes when things get so hard, we want to flee. And the message was remain. And I'm so grateful because now I see why. Mm. You know, I can, so that was a lot to unpack right there because, so I'm wondering, were, did you have your son when your husband was away doing tours? So we actually met after, we met after he was in service. And it's almost like, I wish I would have known what he was like kind of before service. Mm -hmm. Um, So we met seven years after he retired, he was medically retired. And it was interesting because even when he would talk about it, even sometimes to this day, it would be like, it was if it was yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so we got our son when he was a year and a half old. And so we're also a blended family, which actually kind of sometimes creates even more complexity. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just so interesting because with all of the, with like our type of marriage, it typically only has like a 5% success rate. 
You have 22 veterans per day committing suicide or because more. Because he has PTSD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 22 was the last number I heard. So, yeah. I mean, it's such an interesting thing. Because he has PTSD, that's why your marriage wasn't supposed to last. Yeah, that um, because uh, that in addition to blended families. So you have 85% of combat veterans have multiple marriages, multiple mm. relationships. A lot of times that desire when they're in the flight or fight mode causes them to pull away and the pull away and to detach and um, process or try to figure out how to process. See, the thing is, it's, it's something, it's one thing if there's a difficulty that you can see, like if he had lost a limb, right? right? But it's a whole nother thing when you have a loved one who is dealing with, with something you can't see, the mental and emotional. Yes. And, and what's really beautiful is that understanding that you can actually reverse and heal the impact of the PTSD. First, it's almost like getting, it's like reclaiming the power of your mind. So I recognize that the best way for me to be able to create that life harmony, <clears throat> excuse me, is to first figure out, okay, well, how can I resolve these internal conflicts inside? Because see, I've always, it's like a pattern. Like our life sometimes is like patterns. So my husband isn't the first relationship that was quite difficult because I'm like an empath and I tend to have this bubbly personality. I and I had some crazy chaotic relationships beforehand. And um, I was like, well, you know, if there's all of these patterns, what is the common denominator? And what I recognized was a lot of times the difficulties that he was experiencing had nothing to do with me. And also the difficulties that I was experiencing had nothing to do with him. So when that revelation is there, it actually creates grief. It mm. actually creates the ability for us to love at a deeper level, the agape love. And it all really starts with us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can imagine that everything that was happening in your life was an inspiration for where you are today and how you serve people. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember being like, God, do you hate me so much <laughs> that you, you know, put me in this situation and I recognize um, what he was telling me. He's like, no, I love you so much for you to go through these difficult dark nights of the souls. Like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. So you can be able to understand where pe other people are coming from. How can, um, that's, it's like one of the beauties of coaching because for those who are coaches, especially if it's like a calling, a lot of times those who are called for amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. They go through like great turmoil. They go through great situations. And whereas we feel like, oh my gosh, these things are happening against us. They're actually happening for us. Um, it's so beautiful because now I'm able to work with clients and work with students to be able to reclaim their power and be strong in that where they can really be able to have those connections and those deep level connections with their family, understanding where they're coming from. Coaching is actually one of the best forms of communication 
if there's difficulty in relationships, parenting, like all these different complexities. When we got into this pandemic, it's almost like our work and our business collided, right? And so therefore it created a lot of overwhelm. Well, we can start peeling back the layers of the onion and it doesn't have to, till we get to the core of who we are. See, there's three representations of you and there's three representations of me, who people, who I think I am, who I am and who other people think I am. Yes. And a lot of times. profound. That's really profound. There are three representations of us. And oftentimes who we think we are and what we put out to the world is not what people see. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it used to be so much emphasis on what other people, who other people thought I was. Now, the beauty is it doesn't really matter who other people think I am. There's going to be people that love me. There's going to be people that hate me. It does not matter because who I am and who I think I am are now totally the same person. Whereas years ago, there was a great conflict. Does that make sense? And our yeah. business yes. is an extension of all that we are. All that right. we are. So, yeah. So you show, uh, so it's, I mean, like, as you said that, you know, I know who I am and what is the difference does it make what people think of me? I mean, I'm sure there are very uh, large numbers of people who are listening who are saying, I want to get to that place. So if you could give one suggestion to be comfortable in your own skin, to eschew what other people say of you and just know who you are and that's what's important. I'm putting you on the spot, but what what would you suggest someone, where do you start with that, Heather? Hmm, this is a good question. Yeah, where um, do you start with that? It all starts with you. And the, the, that's the kind of the revelation. Like our, so our most intimate relationships are basically, of course, they can be the most difficult because they are a reflection of what's going on internally. So that part about recognizing, and a lot of times we we think like that we just have like um, we our mind. First of all, understanding how your mind works right? Like I just finished up my communication mastery training on reclaiming the power of your mind. Our unconscious mind is 90% of our brain. It stores our emotions. It stores every single significant emotional event that we've ever experienced, the good, the bad, the ugly. It all has it in there. It also stores our beliefs on how we feel about ourselves. So it's funny because our mind, what we think and we feel we do, but also it's all it has an impact on how other people treat us too. I don't know if this makes sense. I'm hoping it makes sense. No, it, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes everything that's going on in your brain is you're not conscious about. And right. because your subconscious is running the show, it's creating situations that you don't even know how it happens, you know, and everything you're doing is happening because of the subconscious brain. So understanding that in and of itself makes a difference. It does. It does. First of all, figuring out, you know, where, where, so, so it's interesting because we don't attract what we want as much as we attract what we are. So in my mind, one of the things I question, I was like, why is my mind so crazy? Why does it have these different thoughts? Why does it think the way that it does? So therefore there was a time where I felt like, 
um, not valued, not appreciated, not supported. And then I recognize, oh my gosh, well, how much do I value myself? How much do I appreciate myself? How much do I support myself? And I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Once we first of all have that awareness, then what do we want to do instead? How do we want to be able to change it? And not go the battle alone, but have that support system. I feel like I'm covered in the heavens. I feel like I'm covered on all around me on the planet with people. You surround yourself um, with things that are going to feed your soul, things that are going to give you life. It does not mean exclude and discard and run away from the people in the conflict. It, it means becoming the light in the midst of the darkness. See, um, I love that we just had Martin Luther King's birthday. And he talks about how hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Right. And that part about self-forgiveness, self-care, being able to recognize like, wow, what may be a burden is actually a blessing and hold the space. I love coaching because, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm talking with a client and they're telling me about their goals and their, their dreams and their, they have that vision of where they want to see themselves in the future. I already in my mind have a picture of them achieving it. Mm. Right. And so it's the same thing with, with my family, right? Like, okay, there's this, how, you know, how do we, how do we want to be? How do we want to be instead? And then there's a picture and then we walk into it. But regardless of not only our family, there's a vision of me. How do I want to be? Where do I want to see myself in six months or whatever from there? And then start stepping into that, reclaiming our own power. See what I learned, Trish, this was the magic part, was when there was um, a situation externally that was impacting me, no one can make me feel angry. No one can make me feel sad. No one can make me feel a certain way unless I choose to let that in. Thank you. (laughs) Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that, you know, with the foundation of what you just said, that everything's a reflection of me. It all starts with me. And once I get that, right, how much do I value myself if others aren't valuing me? Look in the mirror, right? So you do training on this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Um, you can get in touch with me at anotherlevelliving.com. And um, there, there's also a free opt-in to be able to find six secret, five secrets on balancing biz life harmony. And the, the one thing that I wanted to share, so it's like when things get difficult, I amplified my faith and I recognized, oh, well, what does God say about me? That's another thing too. Honestly, that's a really great place to start. What does God say about each one of you? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're worth far more than rubies. You are a masterpiece. You're called for wonderful and amazing things. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Like all of that Actually, where my weakness was, God's strength came in and it's just like you become unstoppable. There's confidence, there's consistency, there's clarity, there's ease, there's grace. There's not this overwhelm or stress. So it's almost take the healing and make, and put it in your hands. Yeah. And, you know, I think, too, that the second level of another level living 
is to learn those things and then to be surrounded by people who are in the same choir. You know, people who would support you because life is a roller coaster, right? It goes up and down. And in those moments where I'm questioning myself, that I have someone, like you were saying, where you hold the vision, someone holding the vision of who I really am and who I, how I show up in the world. So that's the other thing. When I look at that, you've um, certified over 400 coaches. That's a community of people that are all supporting each other and holding each other accountable to be the best that they can be. So what you do is so important to the world and what you've been through is extraordinary. You know that you're still standing and that your marriage is still a happy one and you're both, and I'm not saying happy every day because who Oh right? no, it's so funny. <laughs> it's really at that point where it just gets better and better. It's so crazy it's because crazy not only the more that you can hold the space for yourself, it actually allows you to hold the space for other people. Yes. Like sometimes we can see other people's greatness before they even do. And Absolutely. what I love is like every day he's stepping into that. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm just, I don't know what in the world, the world is ready for when he, as he unleashes his own greatness. Yeah. But it all starts with like holding that space for people who sometimes can't even see it yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And doing that makes a huge difference for people because then you can, they, they see that you hold that vision and they can actually start to believe it. Themselves. Yeah. And, and that's, so I guess the, the last thing I, I want to share is that our, it's our emotions. It's our mindset, our mental and emotional, like our mind is the central processing unit of the whole body. And it's our emotions that can make or break our success. So when there's emotional intelligence, when there's wisdom, where you understand how you feel and you're actually really able to see and feel and understand how other people feel, then that's where the, you know, a woman, the women, we're emotional GPSs of the family. Right. So how we go, you know, it dictates how everyone else goes. I can't tell you the transformations of how I've transformed myself and I see the ripple wave transforming in the unity of the family because we're called for oneness, yet it's so easy to get caught up in the drifting and the separation. And, and go ahead. Okay. No, no, go ahead. And, and it's totally possible to change it. A lot of times people think, oh, the damage is done. No, you can have healing, forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of other people, giving ourselves permission for that fresh start. And to practice and to be the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, patience, kind, self-control, perseverance. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And you are absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing your story, what your life has been like and how you have come to who you are to the world today, because who you are to the world is extraordinary. And you make a huge difference for every single person. Oh, I so really I urge that. all Thank of you, make sure you go to so anotherliving.com because this uh, whole conversation about a glitchy thing. Can you hear me? Can you hear I can me? Hear yes, you can hear me now. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. What I was uh, saying was this whole conversation about emotional intelligence. All of you have heard this terminology before. It's also referred to as EQ. And uh, they, whoever they are, 
psychologists are actually saying that EQ, emotional intelligence, far surpasses the importance of IQ. So Dr. Heather does work on EQ. So be sure to go to her website, get in touch with her. Thank you so much for being here, Heather. I so appreciate you and all that you're doing in the world. And oh, thanks thank for you. being real. <laughs> thanks so much for having me, Trish. I really appreciate you. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Every it, Feel free to reach out. I'm here to be of service because you know what? What as one rises, we all rise and we can all rise together and prosperity and passion and purpose is totally possible for everyone. A hundred percent, my sister. Thank you so <laughs> much. I appreciate all of you joining us today for another episode of Be Real, Get Real, because when we are real, when we get real, we achieve real results and we achieve real things in the world. Dr. Heather, thank you. Thank you, thank everybody, you. for watching. Aloha, everybody. Aloha, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll be back here next week with another Be Real, Get Real broadcast. See you Yay. again soon. Bye-bye, everybody.